Todd and Rob in the afternoon. Hey, afternoon delight. With Todd and Rob. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we are. Welcome to the new media show. And we're off to a great start. It's been, as I was saying earlier to you, Rob, I feel like I'm going to run around with a chicken with my head cut off. But that usually doesn't last too long with chickens. They usually fall over and... It's true, and it's and it's an ugly sound. Yes, and by the way, um, you missed the chaos the other day. I guess I did. No, I, yeah, yeah, I heard about it. It later, the service came back, and everything was all all good again. Supposedly, yeah, you know, everyone gets their time in the firing line, and I was telling. My team this morning, I said, uh, just a, let it officially be known. If we were down for five hours, I would have had a coronary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, I would have, I would have flat out had had a coronary, and um, yeah, um, I, I just it it just happens. Things happen, you know. You do something, and it just you know doesn't go as planned, and things go sideways. <laughs> Well, that's exactly why you say that uh, you only guarantee 99.9% uptime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you used up your time. <laughs> I think so. I think we're uh, out of opportunity now for failure, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I have, um, I, I internally, I have a number for our stats redirect, and it's really, really high. It's, it's uh, you know, it's it's not just, two nines or three nines. It's, it's a high, you know, and, uh, I said, how long has it been since we tested just pulling the plug on one of those servers to make sure this thing flips over, you know, and make sure that it, what design, how long has it been since we checked the fail safe? And I kind of got that look and I was like, okay, <laughs> next week, uh, we're going to run a controlled test. It's <laughs> um, a good idea. It's a good idea. Test your fail yeah. safe. Yeah, because it's one of those things that, you know, I have basically made a standard. We can, Blueberry.com can go down, <laughs> you know, we can lose the interface and we can lose the login. And that type of thing can happen. The date, the, the, the directory can kind of have a hiccup, but the stats and the, the, media server it's like one of those things i said okay so what happens if our cdn goes down tell me how long again it takes us to flip to the backup is it is it 15 minutes is it automated does someone have to click a button it's all those things right so yeah so it you know your chaos is my opportunity to remind my team (laughs) (laughs) that uh you know It's everyone's going to have their turn. It's just a matter of when. But anyway, uh, well, I, and are you prepared to handle it as fast as possible? And that's the, right because that's you, the test. You guys got it during working hours. I'm saying, you know, I as as I we have a, a a call list, and I said, so do you have your ringer turned on at two o'clock in the morning? So when I call you, it actually rings, and you can be woken up, and you know that's where I get the look. So. Yeah, we're going to talk about it next week. But my team is actually uh, going to be together next week. We're going to be, all of us are going to be in Columbus, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Wow. So a great uh, migration. People are flying in from all over the country. So I'm really excited. Uh, We've got three full days of activities and a fun day on Friday Mm -hmm. planned. So 
Yeah, it's going to be good. Hey, one thing I want to do before we get started here, get too deep into the content, because we do have some content to talk about today. Um, I want to make a disclaimer because I saw a tweet. <clears throat> if you unfollow this show because we are promoting crypto, let me just say that we're not promoting crypto investment. No, that's right. Yeah, We're not promoting crypto investment. Crypto We're not promoting crypto really much at all, I don't think. Well, crypto investment is just like stocks. You can lose money on stocks just as easy as you can lose money in crypto, probably easier. And I'm not a financial person, but you can lose every penny you put in. Just remember that. What we're that, can, that can happen in pretty much any anything. Actually, I, I've except had for maybe bonds, but who knows? Right. I've had some <laughs> stocks that have went completely sideways. That I'm like, yeah. you know. So what was I thinking. <laughs> yeah, you know, and like you know, so you just you know, what do you do? That's like same thing as flushing money down a toilet. No. But what we're talking about when you support the show with a boost is a donation. What yeah. we do with the crypto after we get it is our choice. We're not using it as an investment vehicle. Matter of fact, most of the sats that have been donated to the show, I've been donating right back out of the show. So it's, right. it is a, um, an ecosphere. And yes, at some point, we hope that we get enough sats coming into the show from Boost. And for those of you that listen to the show on Fountain or any other podcast 2.0 apps, you're earning sats right now and you're able to you know, send some of those back if you want. But um, we did get some some boost. Yeah, that's great. We did. So the, actually, we got two from Adam Curry, um, and it was the same message. So, Adam, thanks for hitting the button twice. So we got 10,000 sats. He says, kicking ass with Tuesday's boost gram. And then uh, he says the same exact thing in another boost. So I was like, okay, thanks for the 20,000. And then Dave Jones sent us um, a thousand. He says, great show, guys. I hope Spotify kills the anchor brand and saves me trouble of indexing and pulling about two million garbage feeds. You know, with the with Spotify knocking stuff off right now, like, yeah, you know, there's in it not making any money. Hmm. Hmm, we'll, it we'll, does make you wonder. We'll see, right? Yeah. And uh and we got one from James Cridling. says, awesome to hear you reading Boost Grams. Now go send some to Pod News and Podling. We may have read that already. He sent 1,001 sats. And I did. I sent 1,000 sats to Pod News. I sent 1,000 sats to Podland. And I sent 50,000 sats to the folks over at uh, the Podcast 2.0 podcast. So we've, you know, we've, we've sent, we've done a little horse trading. <laughs> Well, in a lot of ways, I would just look, look at it mainly for, from the perspective, and I mean, not even crypto. It's, it's like a, a rewards exchange program. You right. know, it's 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 almost like a, a currency of thumbs up. You know. <laughs> so I've been encouraging my team to listen right. to the the board meeting, which is the podcast two point podcast, and I had a, we did had a demo day today and I asked how many of, and a couple of folks had said, yep, I'm listening now after I've kicked him in the butt a little bit. And, uh, I said, what did you think? And everyone said long because <laughs> it yeah. is two hours, but the key thing that came out of that, and I shouldn't even tell this because they said there's gems sprinkled throughout that podcast gems. Mm -hmm. 
And I call them diamonds in the rough. There are diamonds that are rough cut coming out of the quarry mm-hmm. that there that makes you go, hmm. So well, um, there's a lot of things that Adam Curry has pioneered, right? Right. And, and done even with his own show, the the No Agenda show that um, pushed the envelope of of how a podcaster can build uh, audience and hold on to them. Right. Now, so many of you will think, Oh God, how can we keep talking about this value for value podcast 2.0? How can we keep talking about it? If you're not listening to what's going on over there, you're missing out. Well, and Todd, this is a, this is a little bit of a counterpoint to what, uh, Michael Mignano from, uh, formerly from anchor was raising the point is that there's, there's no innovation, you know? Right. I think that there is innovation coming out of it. It's just that certain parts of the industry don't want to pay attention to the innovation that's happening in the industry. So, it, it, because it's not in their best interest to do so. And and if you look at a certain, and, and you know, what we we give fair, you know, we, we, we talk about other show or other podcasts on RSS.com, just inner integrated with Albi so that now a RSS 2.0 podcaster can, basically immediately be within this platform and be able to do what we have just done here and talking about getting boost from people that listen to the show. So Rob, I switched podcast apps on Saturday mm-hmm. and, um, I went over and grabbed the fountain podcast app. Yeah. I have the app on my phone too. Yeah. So awesome. I'm, I'm all in. I am going to use the Fountain Podcast app now exclusively. Uh, I'm testing some other ones. But, you know, if I'm going to walk the walk, I better talk the talk. And it's just like I've done a lot of things in podcasting for my personal show. And um, at some point, we are going to work very hard to have what have this show. There's a few things that we're working on to get this show to be able. So at podcast movement, if we're, if we are able to stream this show and the way we can, I kind of hoping we'll be able to, mm-hmm. that we're going to be able to basically send that bat signal out saying, Hey, we're lit. We're live. Um, I don't know if it'll happen at podcast movement because of the infrastructure and how we're going to be streaming on Dan's platform. Right. But, yeah, I don't but, know all the details. Yeah. I don't know all the details, yeah. but um, if we're able at least to bring these streams up, uh, we're, we're going to try to be ready for that. Uh, again, I'm going to say try, uh, because there's some, you know, a couple little hurdles I have to overcome. And most of the folks that are doing the live stuff are doing it via audio. They're doing audio streams and, um, which is okay. They're, you know, they're streaming audio just like people have since, you know, God was a child, but the, um, ability to, send you to something. I don't know if it's going to be YouTube or Facebook or how we're going to do that. That's still, you know, I'm still, I've been chatting in the group on how to make that happen. But anyway, um, and if you're in this industry and you're complaining about things not moving, (laughs) It's, it's moving like lightning speed. It's your fault. Right. Yeah. And I'm just as responsible, you know, and 
you know, just like anything else, I, you know, at Blueberry, we have a development schedule and goals and stuff in our development pipeline. And, uh, you know, so I'm going to take a, you know, there's going to be a heavy look at that next week to see where we can start fitting some stuff in. Um, so I guess we'll see. And, uh, I just, I got to drink the Kool-Aid here as much as I can, um, to, because I think we do, I think we need to start pushing the envelope and pushing the curveball on this. And again, you know, I, it's, it's almost like I can't dictate to my team to listen to podcasts, you know, unless I pay them for that time while they're at work. Yeah. You know, if I tell them, okay, every Monday you're, you're going to spend two hours listening to, you know, I don't think I want them doing that, but I hope voluntarily they'll listen to it in the car, you know, so I'm strongly suggesting my team listen to that show. Um, again, I told them if you don't, if you want to fast forward through the value for value segment, do that. But there's some value in listening to that too, because there's lots of stuff that comes in from the community. It's where they give feedback. You know, it's just where Dave just gave feedback from the show here. We're getting more feedback from, for this podcast via this, via than any email that we've ever got. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that's the, that's the real magic sauce of this is building community. Yep. Um, and, and holding on to that community. That's what a rewards program is supposed to do, right? right? It's right. supposed to build loyalty. Yeah. Um, that's I, why I, they also again, call it a loyalty program. Well, it's, it, but again, let's, I don't yeah. want to call it a loyalty program. I want to keep the, yeah, I, the yeah, terminology. What it is, it's actually. value it's just, for value is right. what it is. But, you know, to help people understand yeah, kind yeah. of the, the, the idea behind it and, and but, how it, how it kind of functions as a social mechanism. But yeah. at the same point, I'm, you know, as much as I love everything that's going on over podcast 2.0, I also have to think about, okay, what does an 18 to 40 year old have in their pocket today that they can instantly support a show? I would say probably 50, 50 of folks, 18 to 40, either have Venmo or cash app. Probably fifty percent or more has PayPal. Yeah, right. Though that's probably declining. Fifty yeah. percent probably have Apple Pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so growing. so how how can we also the crypto and getting satoshis is cool. Don't get me wrong. I I like that a lot. But how can I also? And again, you know the reason, the reason that this is not in my opinion being addressed and maybe I'm wrong and I'll get corrected in a show on Friday on this if I'm wrong. But the reason is a portion of the contributions that come in, a percentage that goes to the podcast 2.0 supporting podcast 2.0 initiative, a percentage, at least of mine goes back to, uh, Andy Lehman on his, uh, plugin that he's developed that works with PowerPress. So a portion of this, and if you're making a contribution through Fountain, a portion now they, if you donate a thousand Satoshi, it's actually more because they add like you, you are supporting the apps too. So this is where everyone gets a cut of money. Whereas if someone's going to cash app us or Venmo us or PayPal us, 
the the developers don't get any money. Podcast 2.0 doesn't get any money, you know, so there's no support for the ecosystem. So if we can figure out a way to have greenbacks be contributed to the support mechanism of everyone else, I think that would be something worth exploring because let's be honest, the, you know, you look at Marco and other people like that, they got to eat. Yeah, that's right. I agree with you. They got to eat and it's the that's fountain, Curiocaster, yeah, all these folks, they got to eat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one of the shortcomings that the medium has had is that there's not a lot of rewards for the, the, um, the endpoint. Uh, yep. listening platforms. Now, uh, someone just yeah. sent us 111 sats says trying a boost. Now, user that just sent that, go in and set in your settings in Fountain, put your name in the settings because all I see is user number 647502, you know, this big long number. So set your username and then when you send a boost the next time, the 111, it'll actually say your name on there. Yeah. Hey Todd, do you know the the CEO or the founder of Fountain? I don't, but we should have. Well, I can get his info. We should have him on the show. Yeah, and CurioCaster. There's a there's a whole plethora of folks that are doing cool things that we could spend a lot of time. And I don't want to repeat what Dave and Adam are doing, but yeah. you know, we reach a little bit of a different audience than they do. That you know, they're they're definitely reaching podcasters and more technical folks. And again, I don't know. I'm sure the show is pretty widely listened to at this point, but I maybe you know, there's not there's nothing hurts going to have some of these folks on and and talk to them. Yeah, I don't believe that Adam's show is in Apple Podcasts though. No, it? it's not. Yeah, so, I didn't think it was. But it's a, I yeah, it, I went and looked for it over there, and I hey, didn't see it. Hey, so. hey, just go grab the RSS feed and subscribe. Come on now. I know. I was just seeing if he was distributing. <laughs> no, of, he's, he, yeah. you know, you know, he, he, it's like, I don't want to say, but it's like double barrel to the man. They don't want to be in those platforms. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. So anyway, um, I'm a little bit catching the fever. Yeah. A tad. Well, I think, uh, we can both see some of the social benefits of getting involved in this. Plus, uh, if it creates deeper connections to listeners, I think we should be all over it. This is a creator first, creator first, uh, venture. And by the way, Dave, no, I don't want you to form a big, huge committee. I don't remember saying that, um, and having meetings, I, I think the model is way you've got it set up right now works. A lot of independents doing cool stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they talked about the IEB document that I was involved with as well on the show. And, um, it, uh, that was a lot of meetings, <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of meetings and, um, where this is, you can get, you can get tied up in bureaucracy and yeah, but there's nothing wrong with, getting people together to talk about issues. And I think that's, that's kind of what that was. Well, I think I mean, that's it, how we came up with the IAB guidelines was uh, it's, getting people together. Yeah, right? I know. But I think at the same point, some people are not, you know, that's a limited players club too, because of well, the yeah, membership, you have to be a membership you to be involved. Right. And, and this is not, it's truly an open, mm-hmm. open project. 
and anyone can do what they want. They can make suggestions. I think that's the key here. And um, at some point, um, someone's going to try to manipulate. But guess what? It ain't going to happen because they can't. Mm-hmm. They can't. It's it's not, you know, as soon as the money figures out that there's advancements being made here, you know, but the problem is they're not going to be able to come in and wield a stick at all. That's that's why a lot of commercial companies are not going to involve with this because they can't steer this. Well, they the, can't control they it. Can't they control can't control it. Right. Right. They can participate. Right. That may not be enough. Right. Well, you know, and I, I think what it is is the creators, once they get a taste of some of this, again, it's not for everyone. Uh, no, it's, yeah, it's not, but it could be. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> I got another, I got another 111 sats and it's still from the username. I didn't get a, um, I didn't get the name here. So let me go over and find the fountain app and I'll tell you where to go change that. Okay. You go to profile and then you go, let's see here edit profile and then you change your you put your name mm-hmm. your email address and your name and I, I'm pretty sure that you can change your at name so change your at name to your so maybe I was wrong maybe I fed you the wrong information I'm sorry so on the username put at and then your first and last or however you want to put it and okay. that will that should show up then in the boost. So my apologies for uh, wasting your 20 cents or whatever you sent. So we appreciate it. <laughs> and again, I don't have the math on what the value is, but um, I just think that uh, there's something here we can, we can move forward on, but here we've talked 25 minutes on this already. So um, yeah. Well, the last couple of episodes. We spent yeah. Bit yeah. Talking about it. So, but, good. but Rob, did you know, that um, in 1991, nineteen ninety one. Oh, that's right. I did see your nineteen ninety one. I was right. running a bulletin board on Fidonet. I was in Guam, mm-hmm. and uh, I was sending audio messages as a through a subscribed channel that I could send back to my family and they could reply on. And I went invoke $3 and 50 cents a minute. So I was sending an audio program through a channel via FidoNet, via bulletin board, took two or three days to get there. And then they two or three days for them to respond. But guess what? I was the first podcaster because I had a channel. You could subscribe to it and you could listen to it. Was that a downloadable MP3 file, Todd? be honest with you, I don't think it was MP3. I think it was, I don't know what well, it was at the time. Back in those days, exchanging <laughs> MP3 files was not very common uh, so, by any means. So it was, yeah. it was something, some audio file format. Right. So, but was, I was doing it in 91. So I, right. I am yeah. the first yeah. podcaster. Right. Yeah. James kind of <laughs> opened a Pandora's box on this one a little bit, but, uh, I mean, I, I do like the way he's thinking about it to some degree, but, uh, I think it is kind of somewhat applying, principles that we think about podcasting today to the past. Right. Um, I think if you were in the past, I think this distinction is clear. Um, but if you're in the present in the kind of, um, more open perception of what a podcast is now, I think you can think that maybe this is 
this what was going on back there was a podcast. So I think, well, they didn't think of it was a podcast until this year, right? And that's my point: is that <laughs> things have changed, right, in people's perception of what a podcast is. So now it's more acceptable to think that oh, what was going on back then was a podcast. If someone in nineteen right. oh nine nineteen two thousand and five had said that Audible was the first creators of podcasts, they would have been crucified. Oh yeah, Audible. There, there, there would have been there, there would have been there would have been blood in the streets. Audible was wanting to be a part of podcasting. Wanting to be big time back in those days. Wanting to be right, right. They were they were doing everything. They, they dreamed could. to be, <laughs> and and none of it worked. That's right, and they quit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So now so, for them to say, God rest his soul, Robin Williams was the first podcaster. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ain't so, hap- it isn't working for me. Yeah, I've always uh, seen um, Audible and a few other platforms in that time frame um, that were precursors. To right. I've always seen that. There's actually a Wikipedia page uh, that talks about this. Um these platforms like Sync and Go and and Replay Radio and um, and Audible, uh, and don't which forget. was a very early kind of <laughs> audio distribution platform to MP3 players, but there were tons of other MP3 players right. that came out right after that. Right. So and don't so forget my Fidonet right. delivery of audio files. Right. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, Sync and Go basically took audio and video files and synchronized them to pocket PC devices, which you can construe to be like a portable media player. Uh, had a screen and a storage but, drive. But just and, because yeah. you could subscribe and listen to a program before make it a didn't make it a podcast. Right, exactly. And I still believe that. I still, you know, regardless it, of what, the talk is that's been happening around this. Um, let's, let's, let's it is make, clearly not a podcast. let's make a clear line. If we want to, there's a technical standard, right? And then there is a perceived standard, right? Which is the, the perceived standard is where we are now right. in the future. But back then it was the, the lines were very clear. Hey Rob, can you apply for, uh, to have your podcast be part of the podcast awards without an RSS feed? Uh, no, no, <laughs> though. I'm sure you're under extreme pressure to open that up to even TikTok now. They, they have, <laughs> I have gotten emails from audible and others. Right. Can we, can we submit our shows? I says, if you have a subscribable RSS feed with a, um, yes. Oh, if you have again, a subscribable RSS feed. Absolutely. Right. And they go, Oh, no. Well, it's a podcast. <laughs> well, I, I, it probably because I'm old school. And again, for the listeners, we don't, they don't, you guys don't care. No, they don't. They don't. That's, that's what's frustrating about this for, for me. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's okay that this is in the past. Let's that's right. Leave it in the yeah, past. let's leave it we in the past. Have to drag the present into the past now. <laughs> so let's just kind of move on, you know, podcasting started in, you know, with Adam Curry and Dave Weiner and that time frame, And that's kind of where it started. And let's just hold on to that. And if know? someone goes in and edits a Wikipedia page, it's going to be a travesty. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, you know, I know James, you're just, 
a little bit trolling here with some of well, your I mean, little you trolling. Know, he's doing his job. He's, he's, doing, he's, he's right. just trolling a little bit, you know, and yep. uh, you but know. So don't eat it, me, James so, Cridland. Right. You know, so he's doing a little trolling. It's okay, you know. It's okay, actually. But if you want to put a modern definition, first of all, it shouldn't be called a podcast until it was a podcast. If you if you didn't call it a podcast, it wasn't a podcast. Well, even even Adam and Dave were were promoting a podcast uh, or the podcast technology before it was even called a podcast. Right. <laughs> so you know, so you have even that um, going on here as but, well. But so you know, so it, it, and if you want, if James, if you want to go ahead then and set a precedence that we're going to use modern day. We can probably go back to the beginning of the internet, right? Uh, when we have these, um, it was called, um, is it IRC? No, 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 no. It was uh, where people were stealing, uh, where they were sharing porn and audio. It was a uh, what was it called? Oh my! So Todd. Uh, how do we know that DARPA wasn't the first one to do that? Well, there was, <laughs> here's the thing. You could, you could subscribe to, right. what was it called? Someone's got to help me here in the chat. Um, oh man. Give me a clue and maybe I can help. It, yeah. It's, it's, it was, oh, it was like be way early in the internet and you could, there was all kinds of channels that you could subscribe to. And they and they had everything. They had ISOs, movie ISOs in um radio ISO. I mean, uh, audio. It was really where the hackers lived. Oh, are you to, talking about BitTorrent by chance? No, not BitTorrent. No. Before okay. BitTorrent, they were. Sh oh my God, someone's well, going to help me. That's a whole other discussion. Is BitTorrent? Right? Yeah, it, right. and it wasn't IRC. IRC. It was something else. It, it'll come to me. But and someone's going to help us. But anyway, there was literally there was porn on there. There was movies. There was um, audio files. There was software, mostly software. People were stealing software, so they were hacking it and then chopping it up into pieces. And you would download it, and then you could reassemble the software back together into one piece. Um, and there was automated software to go out and pull that stuff in. Mm -hmm. So technically. In the modern internet, that was probably truly, well, it was just media delivery. So, you know, and yeah. you didn't, you subscribe to a channel and you got what it was, but um, there was a, everything imaginable that was in those channels. Um, I can't believe I'm having a senior moment and can't remember what it's called. <laughs> but anyway, someone will tell me, and it wasn't BitTorrent, it was be way before that. Um, I think it was IRC, wasn't it? I think, you know, I won't say that I ever run any pirated software, but, you know, I, I don't think I had a budget and there was something I wanted one time and tried and it had a virus and it ended up destroying my computer. So, you know, it, I, I got what I paid for. Right. Um, oh, man, I can't remember what it... So, someone's yelling at the top of their lungs right now that's listening to the show. Well, I hope so. But anyway, <laughs> be, even before that then was what I referred to was the ability to how we did communications before the modern internet came in. It was Fidonet. We are transferring messaging and files and media via uh, uh, Fido. And basically, we are sending packets. Uh, yeah, a lot of people may not realize, but the internet existed before the web did. Right. So, 
so a lot of a lot of people confuse the web as the internet when it's really not. Yeah. So it's two two separate protocols, two separate things. But, so but email is is the internet. Yeah, but the web pages is something different. But at the same time, FidoNet did not um, even run in the early days on what is the internet today. And oh, there we go. Uh, well, what? Yeah, I, it didn't come through. I, I get Mike sending these uh, these sats, so maybe I don't understand. Maybe I've got the fountain thing not figured out on how to send a name through because it didn't come through. But I did a test on mine, and it, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, very very weird. Okay. Um, but I do think that the difference here in that that kind of clouds the water a little bit on this topic is and James's point uh, when he talks about this is what what stood out for him was the the ability to subscribe and get it delivered right. Like I said, I was doing that before, even. Right. And that that concept applies to a variety of different platforms in the past. You know, there there was, a, like I mentioned earlier, Replay Radio, a platform called Serenade, uh, which I was involved in as well with my own radio show, and I was I was also involved in Sync and Go, which worked with Windows XP and Pocket PC devices. Um, and then there was a Replay Radio, which was basically recording live radio streams and converting them into mp3 files and then synchronizing them with uh like windows um media player mm-hmm. that then could be transferred to a pocket pc or not pocket pc but a like a regular mp3 player um that was going on back in the early 2000s that was like 2001 2002 time frame and to correct a little bit of stuff that i was putting out on on twitter I went back and looked at my way back um, listing uh, for the old radio show that I used to do, and I I claim that I was putting out downloadable MP3s back in 1999. That's not actually factually correct. After I went and looked, I was actually doing that in 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was doing in 99s, I was linking to Windows Media and real audio streams back then. Because uh, that was the most common method that people were delivering multimedia files over the internet was off of streams. Because as you, and part of this whole discussion around this concept is going back to really thinking about what the world was like back then. Uh, we were all using dial-up modem right. back in those days, and so our our internet connections were very slow. They were like. Um, 128k was the highest that you could ever possibly get to. And that's using a double, a double modem. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that, right. And that, that wasn't always a perfect solution. I had, either, I, but, had I had right. six $1,000, 56k us robotic modems that were on six phone lines that allowed people right. to dial into my system. Right. At so, 56k. 56k. I was streaming my radio show on, online at uh, 16 to 32k back in that time right. frame, and you could put a link up to an MP3 file and it would download. I was using high compression back then, and that's what kind of led me into doing it in 2001. Was I was thinking, well, you know, a person just grabbed this file, 
right off of the server uh, with my website. I just yeah. put a little link to it, and people could just click right and download it. I, I think I think I was streaming. Well, not streaming. I think I made it available even the early days when the the podcast first came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. I think I put the podcast out at 24k. 24, yeah. thir- I think 24k. Yeah, it's about yeah. I, yeah, think. I was doing 16 and 20 20k at some point. Yeah, I know that the the, the original podcast listening platform that I I worked on. Melodio Mobilecast, this was back in 2005, was streaming uh, podcasts to mobile phones back then. Um, we we downgraded the encoding on that down to 8K. Wow. <laughs> so so we took um, the, the MP3 files off of the RSS feed and then downscaled them and converted them into a media file format that could play on, let's say, a Razer or Motorola right. phone. Right, uh, which was an MP3. They didn't support MP3 back then. Because remember, in 2004, we didn't have an iPhone. We had nothing. Yeah, <laughs> we had this the is... iPod, and in little. That's why I was able to get so many shows on my little. Yeah, my little 256k storage unit because the yeah. shows were, were two, small. You know, you could only get one or two of these shows on one of these now because the files were so small. Right. Right. And a show, uh, you know, a, a show would be 8K, you know, maybe 10, 12. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's the biggest the file would be. <laughs> yep. So it was a completely different time back then. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, we were dripping content to our listeners. We weren't, it, it wasn't like a fire hose like right. we have now, right, So uh, of data. So we've, we've, we've uh, really buried this dead horse here. We have. And uh, you can, you can make. Audible and everybody else, you guys make any claim you want, but until you you tear my RSS feed through my dead hands, podcast half podcast technically are podcasts that are delivered via RSS. So, what do you think that <laughs> Adam Curry would say about this topic? Yeah, he's just going to say they're just trying to rewrite the narrative. Yeah. And you know we don't. It's 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 it. It's not even. You know you know what? Let's be honest with you. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we don't have to be the purveyors of truth. In fact, but there's you know let's. What is truth in fact now, Todd? Does it even matter anymore? Oh, you know. So let's just okay. Technically, we know. Who, who is the first podcaster and technic, te, the technical first podcaster. And then we know the non-technical makeup, make believe trying to impress other people that we were the first podcasters. You know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, that could be the it's real ego. Here. It's right. ego. Yeah. And yet what have they accomplished? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. We can keep beating this horse for a while. Right. And, and somehow I have a feeling cause it's a reoccurring, somewhat of a reoccurring. Oh, we're going to hear some more. Right. But like, I've yeah. set the standard 1991 or so with Fidonet. And if you need to see, I have a hard drive somewhere with that archive data. I have 10 years, <laughs> 10 years of Fidonet 
traffic on a hard drive somewhere. So that tells you <laughs> how limited, you know, it was like 60,000 BBSs or something throughout the United States, throughout the world that was exchanging information, you know? So, and all of it, all that 10 years of data fits on a single hard drive, a small one, because <laughs> it's all text, largely text. Well, I do have literally, I do have a couple hard drives of several million titles of shareware too. So if anybody's interested, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> so Todd, just to let you know, I am building, building a different background behind me. I haven't got it fully oh, constructed yet. You are. It's, it's, it's coming. Huh. So what did you I've buy? Got all the pieces on the floor. <laughs> oh, what did you buy? I've just bought some bookshelves and stuff oh, that I can right. build up, build up behind me. Oh, nice. Create okay. some, some more interesting kind of stuff behind me. Not that it's hugely important, but it, it's going to add some storage and things like that. Oh, to the so, right. which is important. You add um, some depth here. Right. Right. And yeah, hopefully hey, it's attractive. Hey, I do want to talk about one piece of software. Most of you don't care about this stuff, but I was turned on to something that is truly magic. Mm hmm. And uh, thanks, Adam, for the uh, for the uh, info. Tail scale. It's a VPN. Oh, Remarkable. Yeah. If only they were a sponsor, Todd. Oh, I <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. Um, I've gotten rid of the software that I was using to do remote connection to all my computers something uh, I was paying for yeah. with this. So if you're not familiar with Tailscale and you're a geek and you're looking for a VPN, this is pure, pure voodoo magic. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, and it's for 20 machines interconnected. It's free. Hey, for Tom, one user. If you wanted to move on to another topic. Sure. So I did put in the, uh, in the thumbnail kind of a topic of it, it's something that I've noticed and you probably noticed it as, as well is if you go look at the podcast index. Um, oh, I saw that today tracking, too. Tracking. Yeah. Big changes. I just, I just wonder if we're seeing a fairly significant decline in, um, active podcasts, um, that are going on in the medium right now. This is, this, a, this, a big change. This yeah. is big. What what is going on? Yep. Three hundred twenty-two thousand shows of producing. So okay, let me let me come back. Well, let's give a preface. I saw a tweet today from a very respectful lady that's in the space. As a matter of fact, I think she's writing a news, uh, writing a piece for Brian Barletta's. Um. I think I saw newsletter. in her tweets that she, yeah, she's writing a piece for the newsletter, right? And mm -hmm. she also had in there how uh, Spotify was claiming they had four point some million shows on Spotify. Okay. Yep. Let's go look at this. So total podcasting index four million eighty thousand two hundred forty-three shows published in the last ten days one hundred three thousand one hundred ninety-five. Last 10. Yeah, but Todd, what's important to note here is just a few months ago, that number was like 46 or 4.6 million. Okay. So we'll have to ask Dave on what mm -hmm. he has done. 
But in the last 10 days, 215,857 active shows have published an episode. Last 30 days, 322,478, which was over 400,000 not too long ago. Yep. Last 60 days, 404,365,000 ,000 have produced an active episode. And the last 90 days, 470,499. Now, when, That's globally. 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 Now, when I saw that number, I was kind of... I, I liked it a little, hmm. And uh, I track what's happening at Blueberry. I just wonder what's happening um, I, to talk about it. I'm not seeing a exodus of shows. I'm not seeing, uh, we're still, yeah. seeing a, seeing, still seeing a steady number of shows coming in. Matter of fact, we're up a little bit. Um, yeah. That's what we're seeing too. So, yeah. so we're, we're not seeing, I'm not declining revenue at all. Mm -hmm. So, which means I'm keeping subscribers. Um, I know what my burn rate is. I, I, I have a report that I can pull up with a refresh of a page and I can see where my churn rate is right now. And um, I know what my churn rate is and I'm not, panicked i'm not getting it's the number hasn't changed yeah. so what's going on i think it's an interesting question i i i do think that the shows that have been around which tend to host on your platform and our platform have been around for a long time and they are continuing to be around um there's a lot of new shows that are on other platforms, I suppose, that are uh, a little bit more transitory, I guess. That might be the nice way of saying it. I, I see all these types of claims out there. I, I saw a website today that claimed they had 72,000 active shows. I've never heard of the host before. Well, it depends on how and they define what's active. They, right? It's right. And they take, and, right. and, you know, so I was kind of, you know, I'm like, can you do a database poll on this URL? You know, I, I'm looking, you know, because it was a curious number. And um, it is, uh, if this. Or is there it, more shows just getting published into exclusive environments and mm, not being a part well, of we, the bigger we, pool? We already know that there's a decline in the number of shows that are coming from Anchor going into Apple just because of the simple fact by default anchor is shutting off the, you have to turn the RSS feed on manually. Mm -hmm. Um, which I'm actually thinking this, if that was a fantastic move on their part. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> from one perspective, yes. Yes, from yeah, my, from, right, right. That's a, you know, uh, from a, from a podcast discovery, it was, you know, it was fantastic. Um, but it is, this is, this is a, this is a, this is an interesting trend. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've seen numbers this low in a long time. Yeah, it does feel like, uh, the lower half of that screen feels a little bit like where you went back to like, uh, I don't know, like 2016 or 2017, which I think is what those numbers were back then. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, host submitted feeds last 30 days. Well, we can't submit because most of our stuff comes from individuals.com. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an interesting uh, number here. I mean, is it a little bit of a bellwether for the economy that's happening? I I don't know. I, no, I, I, I'm not as convinced that it is, but there is definitely a decline. It's summer. Number one, it's July. This is, yeah, but that, yeah, that's true. And typically I mean, and, and we haven't, you know, I'll have to, breaks and I, things like I'll that. have to go look because be honest with you for probably the past six or seven years, we've not seen the, the old dip of June, July, August. It's, you know, maybe a couple percentage points. But June, July, August for the past six, it used to be, it was a huge dip. I mean, it would come to June. I mean, the numbers would just like 10 or 15% drop. But the industry changed enough where that number through June, July, and August has been solid. So maybe I need to go back and pull. Here's what, it could be another thing too. This is really the first summer that people are able to have a vacation in a long time. Right, people are getting away. And maybe content creators are taking time with their family and taking a break. So, but that's a big number that, that would be, that would be like a, a, a quarter drop on the 30 day number. Yeah. And on the, on the 60 day number, no, on the 90 day number, that would be a a fifth because that was over 600,000. Yeah, it was over 600, right. Right. So a quarter on 30 is a fifth on 90. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting, you know, in your comment about when people are listening to has changed. I know back when I f- um, started doing online, online media, most of my consumption was on the weekends. Of course, that could be because that's when I published my right. episode. But, but as far as more broadly, I saw across the industry, and this was like in the early 2000s to mid 2000s, um, there was a lot more consumption of multimedia content um, at home uh, on the weekends. And that shifted when internet access was put into the workplace. Yeah. Uh, people are consuming stuff in, um, you know, at work and on what? their commute now. And that's, that's shifted the consumption patterns and made the weekends kind of a place of decline. Here's something that's interesting. I have, um, Geek News Central has been pretty lock solid for a long time in its numbers on where I, it's, it's, it stays steady mm-hmm. a very, very minimal, minimal growth. But I have seen over the last 30 to 45 days, an appreciable bump. So I'm wondering if there's less shows doing shows, are there people looking for content? I think there's more audience. I think the growth is curve has shifted to audience growth across fewer shows, I think is what's happening. So if people are taking a break, then those audience members, but I didn't really attribute it to this, but now that I look at this, I go, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder if that's a, I don't know that it's a good trend line to be honest with you. Oh, um, it's, it's a little concerning. Yeah. Because you start thinking about, I mean, Audience growth is always great, right? Mm -hmm. We're all about that. But if we're seeing a significant decline in content creators um, in combination with audience growth, there's something else going on. Definitely. Well. Because it should ride. I mean, if you look at the history of the medium, it's rode along pretty 
evenly with the growth of audience, right? Content matches the audience. But once you start swinging one way or the other too much, there's something abnormal going on. I will say too, and I'll say this carefully, within the last 60 days, I have heard more emails of shows that are on the cusp, let's just say they're north of a thousand listeners per episode, but they're south of 10,000. They're on the cusp of frustration in that they haven't been able to monetize very well. And we know that's a lifetime story we've talked about on this show, but, um, you know, I keep telling our customers, you know, stand by help us coming because we've got something for you that, you know, directly. Yeah. But, um, it, I wonder if this is a driving factor. I would say it's the second most popular question that I get from podcasters is how do I make money from my show? Right. And the number one question is how do I grow audience? So those two kind of ride along together, right? If, if you can't grow your audience for whatever reason, then you're less likely to be able to make money from it. And this, so, and this goes back to what we started talking about at the beginning of the show. We have to give content creators more opportunities to earn some revenue, no matter the venue. Yeah. Uh, thus our earlier conversation about sats, right? right? right. There, there is a combination of an opportunity there to maybe bring some economic um, benefit to shows in combination with a uh, rewards program of sorts and yeah. to re- reward the listening platforms as well. Yeah. So, you know, it creates a win-win, which the industry has needed for a long time. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. So, but again, if, if, if Spotify said they have four point something million, and it was like, I think she said 4.5 million shows on Spotify, then that's an indication that there is an incredible high number of shows that are on Spotify only through anchor through anchor. And, but yet we well know the history over there that there's probably North of 2 million dead shows. But again, there's not that many, I'm sure there's a, I, I would just, I wonder what the, this would be a great study. Someone that's got a script writer. Here's, here's a challenge for you. Go and find all the podcasts on Spotify. Index those. And then go index, do a match, and see how many of those are also on Apple Podcasts. And tell us what the delta is. You want a science project, that, that's a good one right there. Because this would tell us how many of those anchor creators did not know enough to turn on RSS to allow themselves to be distributed elsewhere. And maybe, maybe I'm completely off base. Maybe I have no idea. I'm just hypothesizing here a little bit. Well, and I do also wonder Todd about the growth internationally of podcasting and whether or not those podcasts or what we consider to be podcasts uh, coming out of other countries around the world are getting picked up by this. Um, well, I don't I, know. let me go. I, I can do a quick, let's see here. Where's Slack? I got to load it. I don't have it loaded. Because I can, I can do a, a little bit of a, just a 
quick thing based upon some stuff that I learned today. Let me go over here to this channel and go here and grab this. Okay. I don't want to show the company here in the, in the chat. Don't need to give credit where credit isn't due. And let me see if I can find one of their shows. Mm, success stories. Yeah, let me go find this one. Oh, site is, I mean, horribly slow. All right, so now I've got, um, I've got a show name. Let me go load this up. And... Because down below on the podcast index, it, it lists host submitted feeds in the yeah. last 30 days, and it only shows a little over a thousand. Well, that's just to directly. To yeah. Them. Okay. So right. I just did a search for a French podcast. Got it. And it is in the index. It is. Okay. It is. And let me load it up and let me make sure that it's coming from. Look at me. Look at the RSS feed. Why, yes. Um, let me do a paste here. V. Yep, it is It is in here. So this particular host that is a French podcast host, let me go look at another show. Let's see here. Let me just grab one down here. And these are ones that are being promoted on their on their uh, website. So you would think that they would be, you'd think that they would be everywhere. So, um, okay. It's a very unique show name. Let me go look. <laughs> That's one thing. It's cool. You're not, you know, you're not going to get a body double here. Let me go look. Yep. There it is. So, and I see Italian in here. What else? That's Dutch because it's a name that's, it's not, wow, German. I'm just going because the word is decathlon and there's a whole bunch of shows by decathlon. There's, there's another one in French, this one in Spanish. So it is picking up a large number of, and let me see where some of these are hosted at. That's another thing too, is the key is where, well, let me go and grab this one that's Spanish and see where it's hosted at. And let me grab the RSS feed and I'll paste it over here. Okay. That's a, that's interesting. I've never heard of that company before. So, yep, there, and this is, that was a weirdo RSS feed. So, hmm. They got it, huh? I think they're doing a pretty good job on, Doing this index. So, but I, I don't know why the number went down. Maybe there was some deduplication. Even at Blueberry, we, we're, we're, you know, we're getting ready to do some deduplication on our directory because we got dupes too. So, yeah, and I think why there's this delta between the podcast index and what Apple reports is number one, Apple doesn't report their catalog size very often, for one thing. So it's not being, yeah. you know, kept out there as an accurately day to day track number. But They've been showing what two and a half million. Uh, I um, don't but, know, yeah. but I'm not sure. I think I talked to Dave at the podcast index at one point about this, and and he told me that there's a lot of feeds that they pick up 
um, over the the web um, that are never submitted to Apple. I believe that. Yeah. So that's the other end of the spectrum here is that is that the universe of podcasts is much larger than just what is seen in Apple. Right. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think that uh, there's still this number of uh, 322,000 shows in the last 30 days is, that's a bit of a wowzer. That's, you almost hope something's broke. Once a month publishing is what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not going to grow audience very fast with once a month. With a hundred once a month with a hundred two hundred fifteen thousand in the last thirty day. I mean, last ten days. I think ten days, if, which if, is weekly publishing. Right. So if if I think about the because I just had a spreadsheet, we had to do some mapping. If I'm thinking correctly, I think there's thirty. Uh, Ted, don't beat me up. I think there's thirty seven or so categories over at Apple. I might be wrong. Yeah, let's see if I can find that doc. And I can tell sounds you. Sounds pretty close to being right. But if yeah. let's, let's, okay, and I'll, if I'm wrong, sorry, you know, kill me, but that's just off the top of my head. But if you take, um, if, if we look at that number and just break out our, our calculator, you know, this, this is, uh, this is not, this is not, this is a uh, high school math here, right? So and I, here I am breaking out the calculator supposed to do this in my head right if we do 215,987 and divide that by approximately let's say 37 categories that means you're only competing against five five thousand eight hundred thirty seven shows per category think about what you're competing against on youtube yeah and half of that's probably you know only active once a week, right? So, so, but you know, that's, or that is once a week, right? Well, we take, let's yeah. take 404,000, you know, so it's going to be about, it's going to be about, uh, and divide that by 37 categories. And of course, some categories are weighted heavier than more, oh, yeah. about yeah. 10,000 shows per category, but you know, over a 30 day period, it's nothing. It's no, it's, you know, you think know, that's 10,000 shows I got to compete against. Uh, go check YouTube. Right. Yeah. You know, and if you're doing a show weekly, you know. Yeah, I just don't think that the competition is as much as people fear. No, there. no. And I, I think probably the real number for every seven days is about 150,000. I think it's what you do to grow community, what you do to grow audience. Yeah, about 4,000. in your content. About, um, about 4,000 shows per category. So it's nothing to compete right. against. Right. If you're doing everything that you're supposed to do. Which isn't easy. It's not <laughs> no, it's not. Gloss it over, but yeah, it's it's still, it, it's really like what, what it was back in, I think, 2017. So... Uh, as far as the amount of competition out there. Yeah. Well, I, it's, we got a small listening audience today, but not too many people watching us live. So what say the rest of you, when you are uh, listening, we want to hear from you. It's Todd at bluebear.com or, or Rob G at libson.com. You can send Rob an email or me and let us know what you think. What are you, what are you seeing? No hosting company is going to claim that their numbers are drooping. <laughs> <laughs> I will if we see a drop I'll I'll say we're seeing a drop 
Well, I think um, I think it's safe to say that growth has been a little slower over the last six months. Um, but I'm in a unique be, position. We just reloaded, rolled our platform, so we got a bump from our previous numbers to compare to where we were. So for oh, us, good. we're seeing we're seeing you know positive, more positive growth than what we were because we were a little bit flat for a while. So, so how important do you think a, I think I know how you feel about it, but I, I mean, is having a, a website, um, I think more important than ever now, you think? Yep. But it's not just the website. It's what you do with it. Right. That's true. Yeah. It's what you do with it. And we, I, I won't. Just like anything else, I guess. I, I I'm hesitant. I have a case study coming, so I'm I'm hesitant to say what I'm what I have learned mm -hmm. in recent months. Um, and all I can really say is that I have moved some shows off of some platforms and applied our model to. And the Blueberry model is simple. Have your own website, have your own .com, control your own RSS feed. That's the model. Um, and we have, we're seeing what it means. Any show can be found by their show name. They're just we'll throw that out the window. It's not, if you would need your, just someone search for your name on Google, there you're going to get it found. That's not, not mm -hmm. it's going to be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. You're going to find the show name. That's, that's trivial doesn't matter where you host. Um, but if you have your own .com and you have good episode titles and good show notes, it's an appreciable, again, key is good titles. Not John Smith, interview John Smith about, it, it's got to be something someone is searching for, a topic. Mm-hmm. And if you get that right, and I don't always get it right either, and you get that right and you get a good first paragraph, you're going to really see traffic from, and it's, okay, so what are you going to see? So let's just right. break this down. If you, have, if you have a good search term, you're going to get four, five hundred, four, five hundred to a thousand page loads on that page in maybe over a 30-day period a percentage of those people will subscribe to your podcast. A percentage, let's say 5%. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's for every episode, rinse, wash, repeat. Right. It's not, it's not you're going to see this big jump because of one episode. It don't work that way. It's when you got 25, 30, 45, 50 on the website and you're having 50 times 1,000 a month coming to the website, that's when you're build, building this traffic where percentages that people will subscribe. But that's just, that's just one, Rob, you and I both know that's, that's just, just one, one piece. Right. That's just one path. And that's just one, you know, you still got to do social, you still got to do outreach. You still got to be part of the community. You, st you, know, you still got to do these other things. It's just one thing. Yeah, and more and more people are spending money buying ads. Right, and that's fine too. That's show. another piece that you can do. Right, and if you're finding growth there, you know, write your checks. Yeah, but I don't like to organically give up anything. So, yeah, I mean, if you can grow organically, that's even better. Right, the new media show show notes are not great. 
don't use the new media shows show notes as an example of a perfect show note writing. Okay. Just, you know, I, you know, I practice and I'm not practicing what I preach with the new media show show notes. Well, we're an example <laughs> of, uh, uh, as low effort production as possible. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so don't use this show as an example of that. Now, if right. you want to come in and be a producer, and you want to help us with the show notes? Hey, just right. let me know. I'll give you a login to the to the to the uh, to the blog, and you can knock yourself out. <laughs> right, we're both very busy guys, so this show is is done the way it's done, and it's it, it's not a perfect example for no, the industry. No, it, it's not. You know. Yeah, yeah, but that's. I mean, I would like to change that. I mean, I definitely yeah. would like the show to be more of a perfect example, but. Like you say, Todd, that takes <laughs> a lot of work and we're, we totally recognize that. Yeah. And, and I think we have made some changes to move towards being, being a little bit more seen as, you know, re reflective of modern podcasting. But, so yeah. the last show I did on Geek News Central, the title of the show is Download the Fountain Podcast app. That's yeah. the title of the episode, backed up by a good paragraph of show notes. Yeah. I, uh, uh, apps that Apple Podcasts is one, play.google.com is number two, fountain.fm is number three, and my post for Geekness Central is number four, player.fm is number five. So, at least in my search results, I'm right now number four. If you Google download the Fountain Podcast app, is that a perfect search term? Nope. But if I go to my stats, I can almost guarantee you that that will start building some traffic because I say, give the fountain podcast app a try rich podcast, two point of features that allow you to support the show that you love. That's what Google picked up. So enough people are going to see that and going to go, hmm, let me see what he has to say. So, you know, you can do this experiment with your own show and make sure you use an incognito window. Because if you don't use an incognito window, you're, you in, because you are on your own website, you are going to influence the search result in a, a regular window, tracking window. So use an incognito window in Google and look at, your, look at your episode titles and see where they fall. Or have a friend do it. Yeah. I think it's always good to do. It's yeah. always good to check your, your show and your name in, in Google. Right. It's a little bit of a vanity search, but, yeah. um, it gives you an idea of where you can, and I would actually log out of Google when you do it. Um, well, that's why you need to be in an incognito right. window. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's the same. Concept. And that's still not perfect, you know, because you're still using the same IP to an yeah, extent. Each, each searcher is kind of going to see something different yeah, anyway. A little bit. You yeah. know, so, so that, that's the thing. But, but Todd, I did think it was, was interesting to see Joe Rogan wasn't the number one podcast in Spotify the other day. I, I according to that. Spotify. Accor yeah. According to, to, so, to Spotify. So, so how, yeah. so he, he, okay. I'm the PR dude at Spotify, right? <laughs> All right. We, we, we got Joe booked out for ads. Right. His audience is doing great, but this show over here needs a little boost. <laughs> and how, how do, how do we get that show a little boost? Well, Guess let's just make this show number one. Now, Joe, shh, be quiet. Yeah. yeah. 
but we, we need to boost the numbers on this show to make it look like it's bigger than it is. Right. So they can say whatever they want. They can say right. whoever I'm being, see, see, I'm, I'm real, I'm a curmudgeon in today. You know, it's, it's one of those situations like I don't believe anything anybody says that is promoting their show as number whatever, unless it's been independently verified. <laughs> yeah, as, <laughs> as James posted in the post about this, it says, see the, see the number one for podcast feature below to see if it's still dethroning Rogan. Um, so you so, can kind of see it's, it's a little bit of a lead story, but it also points out to me a little bit of kind of like, would this be happening to Joe if he wasn't on Spotify on an exclusive deal? No. He would be able to, you know, be the number one and be seen as the number one. But this is like, you know, it's a way to pull the roar gun up, out from under Joe to some degree. And it's also a way to, okay, it goes back to the time when I gave, uh, Dave Jackson, some advice. He was, um, doing, um, organization for a now defunct, uh, podcast conference. He was organizing the sessions, new media expo, new media right. expo. And I told Dave, right. I said, there's, and I actually told Cliff Raisencraft this too, I think. Yeah. Cause Cliff was actually doing it prior to Dave. Yeah. Right. So I, I think and if I, if I get my people screwed up again, it, I'm old, but the, the, here's what I told him. I said, Everybody has an agenda. Yeah. Everybody has an agenda. You have to pick the, sh the people to speak that you feel are going to do the best job, but realize everyone has an agenda. I have an agenda. Rob Walsh has an agenda. Everyone in the space has an agenda. What is our agenda? Our agenda is. I don't to, have an agenda. Todd. No, your agenda <laughs> is to bring podcasters to Libsyn. Right, my job right. is to bring podcasters to Blueberry. That is. Well, my agenda is to build trust. Uh, oh, okay. But you build trust and you want them to come to Libsyn. Right. So, okay. Yep. So right. it's all in the same thing. It is. But, it yeah. So I don't. If I'm being, I get press releases all the time and I, and I look at them with my head half cocked. I go, Hmm, right. what, what is the agenda? Are they selling me something? Or are they telling me something? And oftentimes I'll get a press release and it's just clear as day to me. They're trying to sell me something. They're trying to sell me a story instead of telling me exact, you know, there's a difference. So I'm James has got to fill his newsletter. It's, it's, yeah. it's good fodder for James. Don't eat me, James Cridland. So, <laughs> but none of us can verify any of this info. They can say whatever they want. Right. Rob, did you know the new media show was the number one podcast show in the podcasting space? Did you know About that? podcasting. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you know that? I did you know that we got 52,000? Okay. Do we know we had, did you know we have 52,000 people that, no, we have 152,000 people that listen to the show. I can right. say I whatever I want. We're number one in the category. That's I right. Think. Number right. one. Absolutely. 
I don't even know where we're, we're not. There is no podcast category. I don't even know if there there is any. There isn't. Know. You know. So right. so we can say whatever we want, but it takes you have to be like, huh? really? Right. Right. So I would like it to be the number. Yeah, one we'd love it to be. We, we would. <laughs> we've certainly been trying hard enough over the years. To some degree, we've been trying hard enough. You know, right? no one's no one's you know no one's going to promote us because we talk too much <laughs> talk about we're you know we're too we're too honest <laughs> i don't think we'll ever get a yeah, sponsorship we have a lot of stealthy listeners is what it comes I, down to. oh i know yeah. we do <laughs> and you know who you are because and we actually know who you are yes. you know i of course again blueberry fully is a gdpr compliant company and we do not do any ip I IP tracking, but yeah, sometimes tracking. I'd right. sure love to run that against the database. <laughs> but, but well, Todd, I, I see a lot I of don't. the the posts that I make <laughs> on LinkedIn about podcasting, and I I LinkedIn has a feature where you can see who followed it, or who, who actually liked it, uh-huh. who who saw it, who commented right. on it. It doesn't give names, but it 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 says what's their What's their job title? Right, right. What's the company they work for? <laughs> you know, like how many people from certain company X right. viewed this R- reviewed article? It. Right, right, exactly. And so you can kind of see how that. that so we should start cross posting this show on LinkedIn then. Well, I th- I would love to be streaming live on LinkedIn. So, so one of us has to, way to do that. Well, you change your LinkedIn profile to creator. I, I, I can't do that. I've already done it to mine. Oh, then if so. you, if you've done that to your, how did your LinkedIn experience change putting it to creator? I, there's so much going on with LinkedIn. I don't know that I could say for sure. <laughs> well, then you can apply to be a streamer. You can set up our stream over there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will. I will look into it and see what we can do because I'd love to be over there more. Yeah, that's no problem. All you we'll just add it to the Wowza box and put the credentials in and yeah, because does it uh, so. There is a setting in Wowza for LinkedIn. Oh, well, yeah, I, I, I manually add it. Oh, you can. Yeah, any, oh, manually add it. Yeah, okay. any any place that will take it RTMP stream, I can just add it as part of the part of the distro. Okay. Yeah, I haven't used the Wowza platform, so I'm not that familiar yeah, with it. So but. just if you send me a screenshot of the, and then I've just probably asked you to cut and paste some stuff for me. I can tell you what we need. Basically, it's a probably a stream ID and a stream URL. Probably that's the two okay. things. Yeah. But yeah, we we can happy to go on LinkedIn. The only reason we're not on LinkedIn is I've been reluctant to change my profile to a creator profile. Why is that? Well, because I'm a company owner, so I'm trying to. I didn't. I'm trying to stay on on the pro side. I don't want to be on the creator side on LinkedIn. I don't know if there's again. I don't know if there's what difference it makes. It's stupid that they make you claim you're a creator. Well, they have a podcast network over there now, so they hmm. they are moving towards doing more with podcasting. But so, someone that knows anybody at LinkedIn, I'd we'd love to know why you what what changes when you make yourself a creator on LinkedIn. What what happens with your profile? How how does the designation change? Well, Todd, I I do know some folks over there. Um, I'll invite them to c- come on the show and tell. Yeah, us. I'd I'd love to know because. That's that's what I've been hesitant, and it's it's prompted me several times to to do it, mm-hmm. but I've just re, I've held back because I didn't know how it would change my my profile. 
Yeah, I'll invite the guys that run the podcast network over there. And they can tell us. And then, you know, we are happy to stream the show over there. Why not? And then we can see who's lurking over there. Yeah. <laughs> which is a lot, which I'm sure would be a lot. So, yeah, I think it'd be a good one for us to be over there. So, you know, if you're willing to come out of the closet and let us know that you listen to the show, we'd be, again, we invite anyone that's, uh, you know, you want to be on the podcast and you work at a competing company or something, we're happy to in- entertain you to be as a guest. Well, I have a guest for next uh, next Wednesday. Ariel Neistat's going to join us from oh, the podcast. Oh, she, yeah. she was the one that was commenting on the Okay, so that's, I can't wait to have her on. By the way, those of you that got a little bit of Adam Curry last week from this show, that was me. Bonus episode. Well, for about the first (laughs) three hours, I had the wrong audio file. It's been fixed, so it should have cleared out of everybody's cache pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So my apologies. That was my mistake. I had an old file stuck in there, and somehow I clicked the wrong one. So uh, operator error. Um, but if it didn't update in your podcast app, then something's wrong because it, it should have cleared very, very quickly. Yeah. It should be great to have her on uh, Ariel because she's been doing a lot of cool stuff in the podcasting yeah. space yeah. over the last, uh, you know, couple of years. And I think she's, she's an emerging leader in the podcasting space. There's no question about it. So. Where does, uh, where does she, she's a, I think she's a writer, right? Where does she work at? She works for Squadcast. She's their oh. community manager. Plus, plus, I believe that she runs a uh, podcast collective kind of group as well. So, yeah, I'll get all the, the okay uh, all the deets on her uh, for next week. I'm show. pretty sure that's who I replied to on Twitter. Plus, I think she's a board member of the Outlier Conference. Yep, yep, yep. I, plus, I've, I plus, know. Plus other stuff. I'm being dumb here. I know Ariel very well. Mm-hmm. I'm just having a brain fart. So let me look here. Was it Ariel that made the? I'm going to go look at my my tweets. Hang on. Tweets and replies. Come on, load. It was. No, no, no. The person I was responding to was Ashley Carmen. Oh, she's the former reporter, Hot Pod. Hot pod, and she's been on this podcast before. You know, yeah. Again, horrible with names. It's okay. So and she's yeah. now with uh, with Bloomberg. Yep. So she was the one I was responding to on on Twitter this morning about the four point four million podcasts on the platform. Yeah, I invited her to join us at Podcast Movement, but she was leaving the the day before, so okay. she's leaving on Thursday. So oh, that's too couldn't. bad. Couldn't join us. She'd have been a good person to have on because I think I, I would. I think we'd have had lots of uh, inter- great conversation with her. She seems to be. She's very insightful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely want to bring on, get more women involved in the stuff that we do here too. Yeah. So that's part of my my goal too. So is um, there's definitely emerging leaders that are coming out of that. Are we still? have another person that we're trying to get on then i think i've i think i've locked it at the at the group that i have currently so and i i did put out a piece of artwork about that okay so i 
I don't know if you have that handy there. Todd, I, I haven't, you haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Oh yeah. yeah I put it out on Twitter. Oh, so. okay. Well, I, yeah, I didn't you, just email it to me. So okay. who are our guests going to be at podcast movement? It's going to be, it's going to be, um, James Kirtland, James Kirtland, Adam Curry, Adam Curry and, uh, Tangia Renee. Yeah. Her last name is Estrada. Tell and me. She's the co-founder of the BIPOC, uh, podcast creators and a, a woman empowerment coach. So what's BIPOC? Uh, I think it's, uh, mm, I, I don't want to slaughter it, but, um, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't remember right off the top of my head here. Um, I believe it's a black creators community. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Awesome. Right. All right. Very, very good. I think the, uh, the thing too, is that, um, all these emerging people, we, you know, mm -hmm. we try need to get as many male, female, you know, we need to get as many of these emerging people on the show as we can. Right. I think it's yeah, important. Yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, I think that the medium is, is attracting and embracing, um, more diversity and, and bringing on more creators. I mean, I think, I think it's fantastic. Um, to, to, it, it's only going to grow the medium, um, overall is to have creators from all of these different, uh, different ethnic and racial groups, um, getting involved and it's going to grow the audience as well. So, so, and I think we're actually seeing that happen. So it, it's not like it's a, a, um, thing that is coming. I think it's actively happening. Awesome. So if you have comments about today's show, it's very, very simple. Um, all you got to do is, uh, drop us an email. Mm -hmm. Um, you can do Todd at blueberry blueberry without the ease because we couldn't afford the ease if you want to help us afford the ease we'll take your three million dollar contribution blueberry.com and uh we're at nms podcast as this show's twitter feed rob is kind of taking that over and is uh tweeting from it a lot more so that's actively going on over there i'm at mm -hmm. geek news rob I can be found on Twitter as well at Rob Greenlee and that's with uh, two E's um, E's were cheap for me. So um, I can definitely um, take advantage of that. And then I do have a website um, at Rob Uh You can reach me on email as well. Rob G at Lipson.com and happy to hear from you and, and hope to see you at podcast movement. I've been trying to connect with as many people I can through the podcast movement, uh, app. I don't know if you have jumped on there and, and participated in the community and reached out to people, but it's, it, it seems to be a pretty effective tool at, uh, at finding people, um, uh, and connecting with them and maybe, you know, setting up a time to, to meet up. That'd be great. We're, uh, we're going to have a, uh, well, I can't tell you what we're going to have a podcast movement. That's a you secret. Can't. No, 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 no. I'm, uh, stepping the game up a little bit here. Ah, well, yeah. good for you. Yeah. Good for you. We're gonna, um, it'll be entertaining. I think you'll get a good laugh out of it. And there's a lot of stuff going on at podcast movement around, um, uh, the podcast Academy as well. I'm going to be working the booth a little bit at huh? podcast Academy at podcast movement at, as well as the lips and booth. And, and then also, uh, doing some, um, one-on-one -on -one meetings and, things like that about the podcast Academy as well. So one of the sessions you're not going to want to miss and uh, it's definitely the Adam Curry and Dave Jones session on podcast 2.0. So that's going on at uh, the new media at podcast movement. Mm 
So definitely check their session out. You'll be able to quiz uh, Adam and Dave on a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about here already. Um, if you're not coming to Podcast Movement, get the virtual ticket so that you can get access to all this content here. Yeah, and we're doing a live on stage session like we had just talked about uh, around the the guest that's actually on um, August 26th from 11:30 to 12:45. So we get a full hour and 15 minutes uh, live on stage, and it's going to be streamed live, like we had mentioned as well. So if you're going to Podcast Movement. Stick around till the the last day of the event. I know there, there's a tendency in the industry for people to kind of get out of there after the first couple of days. And yeah, last and, Friday's the funnest because we're all kind of right, letting our hair down exactly. and relaxing. And that's what I tell everybody when they say, well, I'm jetting out of here early. I go, well, you're kind of missing out on some of the best networking opportunities, which is towards the tail end of the event. That's right. So, yeah. Okay, everybody, thanks for being here. Uh, go over to newmediashow.com, follow or subscribe to the podcast, please, if you haven't already. And uh, drop us a, a boost if you want to. Let me make sure we didn't get any boosts before we get out of here. Uh, yep, Mike Dell, your uh, boost came through. It's how now. It's working great. So thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time here on the New Me Show. Take care. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.